am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast to get coached live and in person. Today, I'm really excited to have the president of BASF Canada with me today. His name is Marcelo Liu. I think it's a bit of a coup to get him on this call with me. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks for letting me join. I, letting you. I'm thrilled that you're here. <laughs> so so for people who are all outside of Canada and in, in other parts of the world, please describe what is BASF Canada. So BASF Canada is part of a German multinational a chemical company. Uh, we produce everything from uh, ingredients that go into the pharma uh, uh, segment, automotive, aerospace, oil and gas, uh, mining, um, agriculture, especially in Canada. So, so we are really a, a proxy for many different industries. And uh, we sell in, in basically any industry that is producing, you will see chemistry. So we, we, we show up there. So is there some area where you specialize, like we specialize in this kind of product or this kind of application? Yeah, again, because uh, uh, chemistry is a building block for many different products. So um, if you take a car, for example, yeah, uh, we supply a lot of the plastic components that go into cars. I see. Okay. We supply a lot of the fuel additives that go into fuels. We supply a lot of the lubricants that go into the different engines. Uh, um, you know, uh, we supply the coatings. We have a coatings plant in Canada, in Windsor. Uh, uh, so if you're, if you're driving, depending on the make and model, you're uh, driving on a BSF paint. So we really show up a bit everywhere. And one interesting thing is uh, uh, 3M, which is a, uh, a customer of ours, they always say that you're never more than 10 feet away from a 3M product, yeah, like the post-it notes. Yeah. And because we are a supplier to 3M, I always say you're never further away than five feet away there you from go. a BSF <laughs> material because we supply a lot of their their, their ingredients. So, never yeah, it, it's one of those companies that you, you, you never really hear about, but we are everywhere. So before we started this uh, recording, I noticed that you had a pair of shoes sitting on your windowsill, and yeah. I suggested that just for the purpose of aesthetics, you might want to take down your shoes, but then you showed them to me up front yeah. and in personal, and you said, but wait a minute, this is a product of ours, so I thought yeah, maybe is, we could show. This is not, this is not me, um, you know... Uh, putting my running shoes on the, the window to dry. Uh, we actually 3D printed these uh, soles. Wow. Uh, so it's a prototype uh, shoe. Yeah? Uh, and it's uh, what BSF does. Yeah, innovate. Very, very interesting. Okay, so that gives people a sense for who you are and what you do. Uh, tell us today, what is a challenge that you're experiencing that you would be comfortable talking about on this show? Yeah, thanks, Kim. Um, I mean, uh, I actually just did a... Uh, what we call here in BSF a feedback feed forward. So it's almost like a 360. Uh, and then people can provide, a, um, you know, comments around uh, my leadership uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, traits. Yeah. And one, one that always comes back, and uh, it's, it's especially interesting this year because, you know, uh, uh, with the pandemic and, and trying to support everybody, uh, uh, um, I always get torn uh, between two sides. So, so I, I tried as much as possible, even though I am a hands-on person, uh, uh, to give a lot of space to colleagues to make the decisions mm -hmm. on their own. 
uh, uh, to really allow some, you know, uh, productive discussion to happen before mm -hmm. I come in and maybe give my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, but it's interesting that I keep getting these feedbacks, that, uh, especially in these uh, 360s, where they'll say, oh, Marcelo, it would be great if you allow more discussion. Uh, but at the, at the same time, you get the other extreme where people are saying, oh, we should just make a decision and move on. You allow too much discussion. So this kind of uh, um, dichotomy dichotomy is uh, is very interesting to me. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and something that I challenge with, yeah, that I never know uh, what is enough, uh, you know, rope, and, and when do I have to uh, come in a bit more, and and, and starts uh, spilling over into people thinking that maybe I don't hold other leaders accountable or things like this. So it's uh, it's something that I want to work on, but uh, you know, there are many different angles here, and uh, you you one might. Uh, um, you know, uh, appease one group and then the other one feels that, you know, it goes the other way. So that's a challenge, yeah, I would say. Perfect. I love it. It's beautiful and it's right up my alley. So let me ask <laughs> you a question. Do you have children? I have. I have two. Uh, How old are they? Three and one. Okay. So I, I work with leaders just like you, the highly driven population who have huge goals that they want to reach, who have a team underneath them, who are in a position of influence and leadership. I work with people just like you. And sometimes they have this big idea of how they need to operate as a leader and it gets confusing. And in order to simplify things, I like to talk about having kids because in mm. your home, you're a leader too. And so one of the guiding principles is what do you want for your kids? Do you want them to be independent or dependent? How do you want to raise them? When we think about the things we want for our children, to be critical thinkers, to have great judgment, to be independent, to feel good about themselves, to have confidence, to build great relationships, to be great communicators, all those things, right? To be kind, to be good human beings. When we think about the things we want for our children, that provides us with some guidance about how we need to let them work things out, let them fail sometimes, and when and where to be on hand when they fall. But your job primarily as a parent is to help them learn how to assess things, learn how to make decisions. So it's the learning how to, which is really your role as opposed to making the decisions for them. Correct. And I know it's confusing at the age of one and three, right? Because at the age of one and three, we are making a lot of decisions for our children. But as they age, you want those decisions to be less and less and less, but you want to give them the building blocks or the tools to teach them how to make the right decisions, how to assess situations, how to feel comfortable, how to get up after a failure or a fall. Mm. Does that Correct. all make sense? Okay. So what I see in your situation is a massive opportunity. And the massive opportunity is twofold. One is I don't think people are clear about your values as a leader. Mm-hmm. If they were clear, then they would understand why you do what you do, how you do it. Yeah. No, uh, th this is a good challenge because um, uh, one of the other feedbacks is uh, uh, um, um, is that maybe I have um, a lot of ideas, but I don't explain them well enough that uh, you get people to buy in to the mm -hmm. idea before we act on it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I mean, you going through this, it, it reminded me of a couple of things. So. 
when people ask me uh, what is your job description, I, I usually uh, gravitate now to say I'm a facilitator and a cheerleader. I, I, I uh, just between the two. I uh, and then people get surprised because you know uh, in my position maybe I should be doing more decisions and I actually say no. I mean. I, I mean, there's other people that are much deeper into the detail. They know uh, what needs to be done. So I need to be there to facilitate and to cheerlead. And the, and the facilitation is if there is a roadblock, I should be the one to help take out roadblocks so that they could uh, uh, move there. Uh, um, and, and, and one of the things, the visuals that I remember a bit is um, – uh, uh, Somebody asked me to make a presentation on leadership once, and and uh, I was searching the net, and I found this uh, great image of a herd of horses. Yeah, uh, not to say that people are horses, but uh, but the imagery I think was very interesting because immediately when I saw that, I thought of oh, uh, uh, this is a little bit where I think I uh, what I should be doing. So you know, in, in essence, when you go and you herd horses you're not telling them to go in a straight line because it's everybody moving, but you at least want to provide direction. And, you know, if one of the other strays, you want to be able to bring them back to be part of the group still. And that's a little bit where, again, facilitating and cheerleading, uh, that's where I try to be, even though uh, obviously I'm not perfect because I get still get these feedbacks, but uh, that's at least what I'm striving to do more. You know? so, so, so I'm going to use another term instead of facilitating and cheerleading. I'm going to use the term coaching. And yeah. that's really, really, yeah. really what you are describing is your job is to coach and make sure that people are all heading toward the common goal and perhaps toward their individual goals too. And when they get stuck, your job is to help them see past that moment of being stuck. So there are two things, again, going back. Number one is help them understand your values. And what I mean by values is understand, help them understand your vision of leadership and more specifically your vision of how you see the team moving forward. So when you express hey, my job is to help you be your best selves. It's not to make decisions for you. It's not to um, step in with all of my ideas. It's to contribute sometimes, but here's my job, here's my role. Mm. Then they understand why you play it out the way you do in meetings, why you let a certain amount of discussion and then cut it off. And so they see why you're doing what you're doing and where you're coming from. But the second piece of that is, that you have an opportunity to teach people how to think. Hmm. So in other words, when as you're raising your children, you're teaching them how to make decisions, how to assess problems, how to assess situations. And what you want to do is empower your, your team to identify when they get stuck and then provide them with the uniquely Marcello way of getting past these barriers so not only are you saying, here's what I would do, you're explaining why you're making that decision so that they learn how to overcome these barriers moving forward. So there's two opportunities for you. And really, both of those things, both of those approaches, those uh, strategies allows you to address the feedback on both sides of the equation. Yeah, and, and um, I think you hit on another uh, interesting point where I see more and more, um, at least if, for me, 
the need to communicate more. So communication, it becomes uh, vital here uh, uh, as people are leading other people is uh, that leadership presence, but it's presence via communicating. And the more, at least in my experience, the more people feel that they are being communicated, the feeling, the feeling that they are being included in the discussion, the more uh, natural buy-in one will get uh, into activity. So, uh, you know, uh, and because there is many, maybe a lot of things happening at the same time, I sometimes fail on communicating one or the other thing. And then maybe that's where uh, uh, colleagues may see, uh, you know, that I'm not uh, allowing enough discussion or allowing too much discussion. Uh, uh, but it's a good point. Sometimes just to be transparent, what we're going to do now is going to do a, a nice brainstorming and that, that has an end to it but we need to go through it so that we can flesh out the best ideas or, or right. the best things. Yeah. So, so telling them in advance what process you're going to use and why. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, so, and what this does is it exposes them to how you see things, what your values are, what your priorities are and how you approach problems. And it's all the things you want to pass down to your company as a powerful leader. Now, I just want to give you an interesting piece of information. So again, I've been coaching for well over 16 years. And over this time period, I have collected um, some interesting data that I have been focused on. And the question has been, as a leader, how equipped do you feel as a coach? In other words, how strong are your coaching skills? Evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. And the second question is, how satisfied are you with the productivity and outcomes of your team? And what we have seen, and it's, there's a direct relationship between these two factors, is that the more a leader has strong coaching skills, the more satisfied they are with the performance and productivity of their team. It's a straight line. And so what you're really saying is, hey, I could use a little bit of help in tweaking, finessing, getting a little bit better in the area of coaching. And that's really what you're saying. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, uh, I, people ask me, and, and I always say, it's uh, what is leadership and all that? And, and I always say, it, it, you can never stop learning, right? So you can, never, you can never stop being coached. You can never um, uh, stop coaching. So I, I, I fully buy into that. We, we even installed an internal coaching program here in BSF uh, Canada, where we um, trained uh, colleagues to become internal coaches. So that, that, that culture itself, I, we, we try to, of course, uh, 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 spread here uh, in the company as well. Yeah. That's amazing. And just to share with the audience, when I uh, approached you to be on the on the podcast, your response was, I think it's very important as a leader to be transparent and open. And that's why you're here. And I think you're leading by example. And so just picking up a few of those extra skills, I think will will make it a home run for you. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. And uh, again, yeah. uh, uh uh, once you stop uh, learning, you, you stop uh, being effective and, and with impact. So uh, I agree. I always agree. curious and uh, willing to learn a bit more. Yeah? I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Marcelo, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope I took, I gave you some things that will cause you to think or that you could apply in actual meetings. 
For those of you who are listening, if there is a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmycoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, but do want to discuss, reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmycoaching.com. Marcelo, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, I'm thrilled to meet you face to face right here on the podcast. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you as well, Kim. Thank <clears throat> you.